everything that happened to you and me as a baby is being registered in my subconscious mind. So the enemy knows how to work with garbage. He's a garbage picker. Ah, give glory in all things. We must do that and understand that as we give God glory in the good and in the bad, whether I'm sick or what I am not sick, when I'm healthy, whether I'm poor or whether I'm rich, all is for His glory. And when I get that clear, God begins to change my life. Today's sermon is part two of a series entitled The Healing Power of God by our special guest speaker, Miguel Escobar founder and director of Terra Globe Ministries International, a ministry called to activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit so signs and wonders become a normal way of living for every believer. Well, I'm such a wonderful crowd. I greet everyone again in the name of Jesus. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here today. Actually, uh, I am kind of a entering into an exploratory road because I have never done what I'm doing now. Every time I did was very sporadic maybe, but now it's intentional. The Lord really prompted me and to basically gather as much information as I have through the years and pass it on so that other people can be blessed. So I said, God, I need your help. Especially when we need to give out to you whatever needs to be given. And uh, it comes to me so much, i got to give you only whatever I can. So God must finish the rest. But i very, very, very blessed to be here today. In my beginning of my ministerial life, I always, always, always was attractive by healings. But also, as I move forward... I began to realize that God gave me, individually, many, of course, to many of us, the task to search and understand our relationship with God, how these things work. I wonder why God made it that way. And, and sometimes I wish it would be much easier. But I think God expects a relationship between us and God. Communication between God and us. I think God, that's why he became so friendly with Enoch. I can imagine Enoch asking him questions all day long. I think that's probably what God expects from you and from me. That we can talk, we can ask questions, that we don't have to say I know it all because we don't. Even though we might have years in the ministry, we're still short. I mean, God is so big. So one thing that I have purposely going to do, and I'm going to try, is to be a group where we can go deeper and deeper into the subject so that we all can be truly qualified to do the work of God. That we can understand that God has so much to give. And sometimes we just missing the fact that he wants to give us more. So he said in the very beginning, remember when God gave the Great Commission, he said, equipping. He's used the word equipping people. Or basically, he said, I want you to disciple. And the discipleship came with being a student. A student. We never learn. I mean, we never finish to learn. We always have something new in our life. There's always something new that brings our eyes open and say, wow, I thought I knew it, but I did not. 
But for me, perhaps the, the most amazing thing is that God healed me. So if you want to know why I'm so interested, it's because God blessed my life. And he took the time in my life necessary for me to understand what I call the basics. Because I, I don't think I know it all. But I, every time that something happened to me, God was talking. So perhaps that's the thing that I want to share with you today. And I, I know it is a, a dual relationship with God. Everything that I want, I'm going to have to fight for it in the spirit. I don't think the enemy will like me to get it free. Yeah. Easily. I don't think so. I, again, I don't understand why. And I'm not going to ask God better. Because if he answers me, I'm going to be equally in the same place. Will not understand it. So instead of asking him a question, I said, God, give me grace. Like he said it to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. So if I'm going to have a battle, God's grace is sufficient for me. Amen. Whatever I'm going through. And let me say something about me first. When I enter into the kingdom of God, and I had the most amazing blessing to meet my wife. First, she was, we met as high school. Uh, University students, and that's how we ended up eventually marrying. Um, I was a person without any religion in my mind. Nothing. God preserved me. Yeah. I think that there are not many people that I know can say, well, my brain was empty. <laughs> or I'm going to say... I don't think I had a brain because I had no idea whatsoever about us and our relationship with God in my little mind, but there was something here in my heart. And I'll tell you why, because I had a couple experiences that I knew God was somewhere in between in my life. But when Irene met me and she brought me to a Pentecostal church and to literally get me worried because that church was wild. I mean, you're talking about wild churches. You will come one day to this particular church and you will A, or be reconverted or B, die. Either one, but you're not going to come alive the same way. I'm talking about wild, wild people, wild people. So I loved it. I have never seen a church like that. I have never had a concept of church. What is a church? How that must look like? What is the way, how the church operate? No, I had no idea. So I went and I like it. So when God really came upon me and he touched me and literally invited me, I say yes. And I say yes to Anything that he offers me. The first thing was that I knew for a fact that I was to do anything that God promised me to say that I could do. I knew it. I have heard my father-in-law church. My father had a big side church and I have seen it. I came to see the church, but I did not participate in it except that I want to impress my father-in-law. Because I wanted to marry it. 
his daughter. And I did it. And I got it. And so, but it was not a relationship with God. And I think that's something else too. But again, probably that helped me. Because many times when I talk with people about what God wants to do, they have to reset their mind. Well, I was told this. Uh, somebody mentioned that to me. We have so much, I would call, uh, poison information in the system that when it gets into your mind, you don't want to really unconsciously be set free. You just believe it. Believe it. The enemy is the father of lies. So he has been setting in a path to damage your mind and my mind with lies. Lies. You see, like I had once inclusive told that there are some uncurable diseases. And we in the church, we said this is an incurable disease. Because we believe what the enemy said. No, this problem had no way to be solved. So we take that because this is what our mind and the system and the medical science have said it. The doctors do the best. But I know that as we renew our mind, we will learn differently. My greatest, my greatest, my greatest discovery was to know that we know so little about ourselves. We know nothing. We are the most complex thing that God has ever made. And to make it even more incredible, it makes you unique. <laughs> so you are com very complex and we are complex. When two come together, oh my God. We don't know what's happening. Our mind, our brain, 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 brain. Scientifically, the people have said that God created our mind to store, to store three million data of information. Three million. So that means that no computer, I don't think computer on earth yet have the capacity of our mind. We don't. I, I don't know if anyone can do that. We can replace anything but the mind. We replace an arm, an eye, Leg, but if your brain is bad, bye-bye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> but so here is what I really have come. My natural way that I've been, I've been brought up is to really worry about everything. That is natural. It is not Something that you need to go to Walmart and buy it. Actually, you get it free. You get worry and you get fear. We shared this morning. And we get guilt as a package. So until I know where that comes from, I will not know how to truly be set free. Let me read something here in Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I'll tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or, or about your body, 
what you will wear. It is not, it is, it's not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. So God was saying, if you truly know me, if you truly know that I made you, I call you, you don't have to really worry about anything. We have not arrived to that level yet. No, no, no. We need a new, probably, space shuttle that go a little bit higher than the ones presently. We have not, because we worry. We have the natural, we are extremely good in finding excuses and worrying. And I used to say jokingly, I could worry in two languages at once. I had no problem because sometimes I think in English, sometimes I think in Spanish, sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful to go to Chile and I'm speaking in Spanish and my English word come. I didn't uh, ask to say it, but it come. But my mind said, well, let me talk. I, not, I like English. I said, no, this is Spanish now. <laughs> and I have the battle because we... Let me tell you, we are controlled by the information we put in our system. We believe many times more in the sicknesses than in the solution. Yeah. We believe it. We, we, so how can I say that? The problem that I found is that we are, with all due respect, garbage collectors. Yeah. That is my expression trade market. We take anything that is wrong and we take it. We look anything that is bad and we receive it. We are definitely more prone to get what is not good than what it is good. Every time we come to the word of God, well, yeah, we receive it, but not necessarily completely like God wants it. So I'm going to have to understand that through my lifetime, I do accumulate inside of me information that is no good. I made this little diagram, and later I want you to come and get pictures, because I'm not going to go too deep. But you can get pictures, take it home, and much easier today. But we are a figure controlled by the subconscious mind. My subconscious mind keeps 82% of the information that I get daily. My natural mind that I think I still have, sometimes I don't know, is 18%. And then out of that 18%, I only remember 3%. If you tell me what did I say this morning, I don't know. Our mind is so incredible, but... All what you have heard comes into that deposit. It gets here. He said that it's been registered since it's a baby. Everything that happened to you and me as a baby is being registered in my subconscious mind. So the enemy knows how to work with garbage. He's a garbage picker. He likes to know what is... What something that hurts you, so he will keep hurting you even deeper. Because my mind will basically move my body 
without asking me any question. It's been known that many people that have killed, they said, I don't know why I pulled the trigger. And they go to jail. Why? I don't know why. I don't know why I react violently. I don't know why I insulted you. I'm sorry. There are too many activities in our life that are non-controllable. So I want to get to God. I said, God, allow me to live what you said it in your word, a life that is new, a life that has a new beginning. And Lord, I need you to make me free and free indeed. Amen. I need to. I got to have that. Yes, yes, come back to my life. I had tremendous problem with my father, but I never mentioned it. We don't want that many times to be shared problems that we have because we don't want to look weak or we don't want people to know what happens in our life. I have the freedom to talk to you about the lady who came this morning. She was gang raped. She had a life so miserable for 45 years, married five times, to the point that she was definitely ready to commit suicide more than once. God came and cleaned all the garbage Amen. that she had while we were praying at Crocker Barrel. That's my second office. This is Crockett Barrow. She's desperate. She's totally out of control. She said, nothing worked for me financially. Nothing worked for me emotionally. I can't meet nobody. I'm afraid to talk to people. Of course she's been damaged so much. And when I said, listen, God can clean the garbage. God can set your mind free. God promised that. But if you are willing, if you want to let it go, God can do it a total change. And she agreed with me, and in that moment, in one second, God touched her life, and she could not stop worshiping God. I'm telling you, we will see more worshipers when we see people being set free by the power of the living God. And now I realize that she is a fantastic professional. More likely, she's listening to me, and she's joining the ministry. I love this lady. I appreciate that. And so... I had these gentlemen, businessmen, actually happened in the land of my friend in Malaysia many years ago. He came to me and he said, Miguel, I need to talk to you. I said, good businessmen. I've never met them after that. I think I lost connection with them. He said, let me tell you one thing. My father raped me sexually. Now, you're talking about the life in a wilderness. Life today is a, probably... Equal to a wild place, wild animal. So I said, let me tell you what I want you to do. He said, Brother Miguel, this is my problem. Because that happened to me, I must have three women with me at all times. I'm married, beautiful family. I met, met his wife and his children. He said, but I can't stop having more women because I need to prove to myself that I'm not a homosexual, that I'm a man. So what is, I'm saying, God wants to reset your mind. God wants to tell you, listen, there is nothing impossible for Jesus. 
God wants you to know that he can change you in one second and that we will be agent to bring hope and healing in the world. So I said, let me tell you, another restaurant. There is no Crocker Barrel in Malaysia. So we can't go to Crocker Barrel. But there are many good places. And my friend knows that. Good places. And we're going to a corner. This is a wonderful weather. So we go to a place. And I said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to ask God to release that information that had been deposited into your life. Because life experiences and all of that had only come to destroy your future. The enemy wants to stop you from achieving. The, the enemy wants you to see, I, don't, I cannot be helped. I cannot be healed. In that restaurant, he jumped amazingly. I said, I cannot tell you when you're going to be set free. You will know. You tell me. We pray. I went through the idea. There is a, what I call it, a way to go, a way to pray. Not necessarily, but I do it. And so we went to, and basically, we broke down every stronghold that have occupied this man's soul. That was very simple. In a sense. And basically, because God said it, that he created the world by his voice, you and me have an amazing power by what we say. That's why the book of Proverbs said clearly that we have the power of death and life in what? In our tongue. Wow. Amazing. We have to get that clear in our mind. We can do many things when we do it under the authority of God. And some, I finished my prayer, and somehow he jumped up and he shouted to the whole people. You know, people are really now wondering what in the, hap- the world happened to this man. He's making noise. What happened? Well, God set me free. I said, what that mean? He said, I don't have any grudges against my father. I'm not going to worry about it. I know God set me free. Amen. I'm not talking about the, the, how complicated is the, the, the attack or, or the problem, but God can set you free. So he picked up the phone. This is the other part. I like it. He said, Darlene, I'm here with Pastor Miguel. Apparently she knew that I was with him. He said, yes, yes, God healed me. God set me free so we cannot have any more affairs. I have to release you because I will be a pastor now. In five minutes, he wanted to be a pastor. He told us, I said, listen, don't judge anybody. I mean, you cannot put any guilt on nobody. This is not about putting the finger on nobody. This is about setting people free. This is about we being set free. This is about giving God glory. So I said to the, the men, tell the lady that Jesus loves her. Because she needs Jesus too. And so he said, well, lady, let me tell you, I will pay for all of your college education, but that's it. And you will be okay. I said, God, you operate in five minutes. He doesn't know time. He doesn't have a wash. We, march, we move so much with our watches. But yet God operates freely. So I'm saying, Lord, do not allow me to worry. Allow me to know you. Allow me to understand that whatever is in my mind, first thing had to be, it is your word, your promises. We have to battle. 
I'm telling you, you're going to have to battle. You have to talk to their sickness. You're going to have to talk to their enemy and tell him, get out of my life. Sometimes it works automatically, sometimes it doesn't. But it doesn't matter because I know that I know that the enemy will operate only with legal reasons. See, technically, into my house, into your house, nobody will come in unless you invite them. And if they come without any invitation, you call 911. If you get an enemy that come into your house in the spirit without invitation, call Jesus. Call the Holy Spirit because it's not welcome. My father, who was not a Christian, amazing me, he used to say, son, I have not invited this sickness. So it must leave. But my dad was not a Christian. But there was something in him saying, if it's not under my will, it must leave. And so I think that probably indicate more than anything so the battle goes on and, and when we said God was going to give us what he promised us it all it's all based on what I have stored in my mind I'm going to have to that's why Paul Apostle Paul says renewer of your mind I wonder what that means well renewal of my mind basically many times I thought I need to cut my head off Oh, God, I'm going to have to come to church without a head. No, 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 that's not it. And then he said, you got to take a cross and deny yourself. So I said, well, God, I'm going to change my name. No, it is an intentional purpose of saying, God, change my mind for yours. Give me your mind. It's a battle. Okay, I want to say the battle is a battle. I don't think we're going to get it easily because we're going to prove. I wonder why Job had to go through what he went through. God knows it, but he battled and he finally got the blessing from God. God asked me, asked me a question in the very beginning. Do you want my blessings? I said, yes. I'm asking you, do you want your, his blessing? Yes. And God said, okay, if you want my blessing, I want you to do this homeless. You see, I thought differently. I thought I could come and somebody put my hand, hands on me and I would be instantaneously healed and go home and keep doing the same thing. No, no, God wants changes. He wants my attitude to be changed. He wants my disposition to serve God to be better. I had people coming while we were working in Miami saying, Pastor Miguel, I need to be said all these demonic influences because I know demons are inside of me. I said, well, why? God can do it. I mean, there's no problem for God. But why do you want to be set free? The key, I remember very clearly, he said, well, I want to go on a cruise. I have this ticket that I can go and go to Alaska and I'll be seven days on high seas. Okay, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I want to be healed before I take a ship. To crew. I said, but what about Jesus? Oh, no, Pastor Miguel. No, Jesus, not yet. So I had to say, lady, buy two tickets. <laughs> but what? One for you and one for your demon. Wow. They didn't like it. Because I said, if we work by God's grace and take the demon out and don't bring Jesus in, it's going to be worse. Yeah. So keep your demon. Oh, they didn't like it. No. I had another lady came to me one day. Pastor Miguel, uh, can you pray for my son that is in the wheelchair, but can you make a half 
prayer. I don't know if you heard that. What do you mean half prayer? He said, make sure that the pain goes away, but don't raise him out of the wheelchair. I said, why? Oh, social security. And this is USA. Many people look like they're sick and they're not. But they want to live a life that is not in, in alignment with the purpose of God. If God set you free, you're free indeed. God's not going to do things halfway. If he begins something in you, he's going to finish it. He's going to get the, the whole job. He's going to get the whole thing. So I said, God, help us to understand, number one, that it is up to me, basically, more than more than once, to be set free. To be set free. Because we are basically trying to do things without contributing. So in my brain... That's where my problem is. Remember what happened with King David. It all started on his brain. And many of our problems start on our brain. But what again, what God gave me, and he gave me a list. I remember that I, God said, this is what I want. Because I wanted a ministry. I want to be okay. I had no idea that in that process, God was going to bring healing to me. I needed healing. So I said, God, I think you're asking me for too much. Can we settle for half of that? You see, we put condition to God. No, come on, Jesus. I mean, how? I mean, with just this, this is more than enough. Why would you get more? So God made it. And I might tell you, the first year of my life as a believer, not as a minister, as a believer, was the most complicated one year that I had. Tempted right, left, up and down. Very difficult. And so it was my battle. It was my commitment. Okay, God was saying, if you want it, prove it to me. That what I'm going to give you will be for my glory. That I'm going to heal you. You got to give glory to my name all day long. Because I'm telling you, it's sad for me to say, some people may not get what they want because they don't want it for the glory of our God. Anything that I do must be, everything that we do must be for the glory of the king. Yes. I give glory in all things. We must do that. And understand that as we give God glory in the good and in the bad, whether I'm sick or what I am not sick, when I'm healthy, whether I'm poor or whether I'm rich, all is for his glory. Yes. And when I get that clear, God begins to change my life. God begins to transform my life. And so God took about 10 years to bring healing to my soul. I had this difficult problem, but I never wanted to acknowledge it because we look strong. We don't want to acknowledge that we have problems. And the majority, I share with Pastor today, the majority of our problems age zero to age five. So when we grow, we are like sponges. That's why these babies, when they come to church and we see them here running, whatever, they are picking up more things that you know. Amen. More things that you and I maybe understand it. They maybe know more depth in the spirit than many of the adults. Yeah. And so that is the age where we get affected. The upbringing of our parents had been maybe not the best. They lose some of the understanding. One thing that I pray that we can learn is to know how to speak. 
Not how to speak, because you speak Southern English. <laughs> Actually, Georgia English. I'm telling you what you say and how you say it. Because we make that mistake. You see, without now understanding, we curse people. We, we, we mention things and we affect people, so we got to be very careful. The men and wife relationship have to be very, very careful. We might be adult, but we can get hurt. So we are not going to allow the enemy to come and give me worry, give me fear, give me all kinds of things that he offers because I don't know how to speak. So God began to work in my life and basically began to say to me, if you understand the process, I will do what you want me to do. And then I said, okay, God, I'm going to fight. And the battle is daily. It's daily. And so I, what really had made my difference is the information I said again that I get into my life. See, many, 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 many people, even in the ministry, they do not speak according to the word of God. Instead of encouraging people, they put them down. I have a great friend, young man back in Chile, and he followed me daily. Maybe he's listening now, but of course he does not know what I'm saying. <laughs> Jose, we love you, Brent. Te amamos, amigo. That's all he's going to know. But I, he went to his pastor. He's a musician. And he go with his tape. He taped the music and, and taped it. He's a great musician. And the pastor, first thing he said, oh, you have no talent for music. You know, never going to do good in music. He called me crying. To Miguel, he said, look what happened here. I said, there's one thing that we have been given by God. Get it here and let it go here. In and out. In and out. Don't keep it. Don't keep it. I call him, do not keep a hot potato in your mouth. <laughs> All in your hands. It's going to burn you. And that's what it is. When the enemy comes to you, it comes with a hot potato to burn you. And so now I've been working with him. He's going to get his record. He's going to get his first product. I said, it's going to be okay. How can we, how can we destroy somebody else's soul very easily? Very easily. Not respecting, not understanding. But the authority, the authority that God has given us is what needs to be applied. And so, again... As we move forward, what really had come to my understanding is that we are an instrument between God's spirit and my spirit, but we are clock. The information does not travel freely. What really happened? A case of my sister, Rhonda. Unexpected death is no good. We don't even know how hard is difficult, how difficult it is to go through those experiences and unconsciously it produce problem. Some people say, God, you gotta have to release that. I, I had many cases. I had one man. He was sick all his life. He's about 60 years old now. And he had a sickness that they call him well, whatever the name technically, but he had something here that was jumping all day long. Here. Pop, pop, pop. It was like he had a frog inside. And so he went all over the world for healing. He went every place, paid dollars, nothing. 
One day we're talking. One day we're talking. He said, Pastor McGill, what happened? I said, let us pray. God, I pray that if was anything that happened to these men as a child, please show it because we got to see these men set free. He came down as a baby, took a federal position, fell to the ground. I couldn't do nothing. I waited. I waited. He started crying. He's a baby now. He's a growing up man, just like a baby in a mother's womb on the street. Nobody doing anything. He gets up. He said, back to me here. Look, look. God showed me my life. What happened? He said, As when I was three days old, three, three, three days old, in my house was a fire, and the smoke came upon me, and I remember that I felt frightened. I knew that I was going to die. Three days old. And then, when I was seven years old, I went with some friends to play somewhere in the area, and there was a cave. And so I went into the cave, and my friends closed the cave with a stone, big stone, and they kept me inside for many long minutes, and that destroyed me. So he was full of fear. And when we pray, we said, fear is over. Fear, you have no place in this man. And he got healed right on the street. That's it. I said, God, can you make it more complicated? This is too easy. Sometimes it's too easy because we have to understand where the root is, where the problem comes from. He had been exposed to those two things, the fire and the cave, and that destroyed his soul. He got completely healed. So as I've been moving forward and God amazingly brought me through, I believe today we have a great opportunity. You see, we sometimes don't get healed. Number one, because we don't believe in the healing. So much unbelief. But yet, that's the work of the enemy. That's the work of Satan. Satan does not want me to get healed. So he put in my mind things that are not of God. I'm in a conference, and there's a lady in the back of the conference. I call for prayer. She did not move, so I normally walk, and I went to see the lady. and said, did you need prayer? And she said, yes, but I cannot walk. That's why I never went forward. What happened to you? She said, well, probably in about a week from now, I'll be dead. Wow. I said, why? And she had with her that medical report that thick. Mm. Of course, I could not remember not to relate to that but and she said this is what the doctor said I have these many sicknesses I have those many problems so I think I'm going to die I said well that's a bad thing because you have not take God first you put the sicknesses and the medical report first that's what we need to learn I'm not going to say yes Satan kill me I'm not I'm going to say Jesus hallelujah you are the healer so I remember that I spoke with her no more than five, ten minutes. And I said, listen, I'm going to pray for you. Quickly, she said, many people have prayed for me. You see the attitude? You and I, we're going to have to have a very different attitude to receive. My mind had to be said, no, I'm going to receive what God offers me. When I pray for you, when we pray for you, when here come my brothers and anybody pray for you, I want you to take privately an attitude of receiving. 
No, do not expect any spectacular thing. Do not expect people flying over the building. So that will be when I get here, when I fly. No. No. If God do so, watch out. Because my fall in top of you. But that's not the case. So I said, God, I'm going to touch this lady. And I said, God is the solution. I want you to agree with me. Remember what God said. Every time that I talk with people, 99% I tell people, agree with me. Agree, agree. What? That God's going to heal you. What? I want you to agree with me before you see it that you are healed. And so that agreement is incredibly important because God said when two or three gather and agree in my presence, I go to my father and I make a note. These people have agreed. They believe in your word. They believe in your promise. And they are saying it publicly that you are the healer. I guess God had no choice. I'm going to have to heal him. And I took the hand of this lady, and I think I prayed very shortly. I said, Father God, number one, I rebuke every wrong thought that this lady had stored on her mind by Satan. We destroy the stronghold, number one. And in the name of Jesus, now God, I pray that you will release your healing power over this lady. Oh, my God. In no more than three minutes, God healed this lady completely. Completely. She came back with a medical report so incredible. Not the doctors could accept it. She came back and said, you know what? God took all, all of my diseases. How long it took you? One second. What was the problem? Satan was stopping the healing. In her mind, I'm going to die. You can't say that. In your mind, you cannot say, I'm, uh, I'm poor and I'm going to make it. No, you cannot. God said it very clearly. He died and left all his riches so that you and I, we could become rich. In other words, God said, you will lack nothing. He will give you whatever. And that lady, look what happened. That lady was with me. And then in a public place where somebody came with a wheelchair, 10 years in a wheelchair. And so when I was about to pray, she ran to me. And she said, can I pray? Yes, we can pray. That lady, 10 years in the wheelchair, now she's running. On the street. Why? Because again, it's our mindset, my friend. It's our mindset. I'm going to believe God's my healer. I'm going to confess that my God is all that I need. But God... Clean my garbage. Clean all the wrong information, the abuses, the word that had been spoken against me, the things that have taken place in my life as a child, and they came and they were stored on me because we are unconsciously sometimes doing great damage on our children. We got to make sure that we don't do that. Got to be careful. It will never make it. It will not amount to anything. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. 
As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.